This is episode thirty. It's called Five Ways You Can Help. Wanting to say the right thing, but just not having the right words. Wanting to be positive, but not dismissive or toxically positive. Wanting to be there, but not be in the way. Wanting to be supportive, but legitimately having zero idea how to help. This is what it can feel like for those on the outside looking in. I'm talking about friends and family members, especially grandparents, who've just learned about a child's disease or disabilities of some kind. It is a tricky place to be. And so this is what we're talking about today. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. It's a very bright life. It sure is. Your life is so bright. I gotta wear shades. We are so happy that you're here with us. Let's do this thing. We've all probably been there to some degree. Your friend's child maybe receives an autism diagnosis, or your sibling's new baby has been diagnosed with a genetic disorder, or your grandchild has lifelong disabilities and you want to help, but how? So this week, I was on my good friend Kathy Buckworth's amazing new podcast called Go To Grandma, and we talked about this. But more specifically, um, advice for grandparents of newly diagnosed grandchildren, like what they can do and how they can support the parents of their grandkids with disabilities. So that was our topic. Now, first of all, I have to start by saying that Kathy, who I affectionately call KB for obvious reasons, is the most supportive woman. She basically needs her own set of golden pom-poms because she's like a professional cheerleader. Like not for the Raptors, but for pretty much everyone else, myself included. From day one of this podcast, she's been sending me little notes and messages of encouragement. And truly, there have been times when I've kind of wanted to pack up my microphone and retreat to the couch, but her words of encouragement have kept me going. So now she has this incredible radio show and a podcast of her own, and it's It's geared toward topics of interest to grandparents, but there are definitely valuable nuggets there for everyone. It is fast-paced. It's 30 minutes jam-packed with information, and you can listen to it on Zoomer Radio AM 740 on Saturdays at 7.30 AM. That's kind of early, but I'm always up anyway because nobody in this house lets me sleep. But if you have the luxury of sleeping in on weekends, I'm happy for you. Um, And if you miss it, you can catch it on iTunes or Spotify or all of the places, all the podcast places. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes right to the Go To Grandma Archives page. And I highly recommend that you listen to episode 11. <laughs> yes, that's the one that I'm on. So check out this lovely intro that Kathy gave me. Lisa Thornbury is a former elementary school teacher and a mom of two. Her son just started university and her daughter is in high school. Daughter Avery was diagnosed as an infant with a chromosome deletion and duplication. This rare genetic disorder results in developmental and intellectual disabilities, profound speech delay, and epilepsy. Avery's disabilities come with a unique set of challenges, but Team Thornbury, Avery's parents and grandparents, say Avery's playful sense of humor, love of fun, and her kind heart make her a joy to be around. 
Lisa and Avery give us an honest and humorous look at the challenges and triumphs of life as a disability family on their podcast called A Very Bright Life. Good morning, Lisa Thornbury. Good morning. How are you today? I am doing really well. How are, are you, you? I'm great. Are you having a very great, bright day today? That is the name of I am the podcast. A very bright life, Kathy. <laughs> I know. And so is your wonderful daughter, Avery. Isn't that so nice? I love KB and her voice is like butter and she's exceptionally organized. Like she actually records several podcasts ahead. <gasps> what is that like? I'm on a very rigid schedule of recording five minutes before I publish it. <laughs> oh, God. I need to be more like Kathy. Any the who, you can go and chat with Kathy. She is a chatty Kathy on social media. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram. She is at Kathy Buckworth. And definitely go subscribe to her podcast, Go To Grandma. It's a good one. Speaking of good grandparents... Avery has been blessed with incredible grandparents, and I asked her today what she loves most about them, and here is what she had to say. Avery, can you tell me a bit about your grandparents, what you love about them? Sure. I, um, my, my grandpa, he always swim, swim with me on every single day while I just come over. Or a sleepover. Do you love sleepovers at your grandparents? Uh, yeah. And then my grandma, she always stay with me. She takes me to the park. It's so much fun with her. And and she she's a really good baker. She she makes muffins, waffles, pancakes. She's an excellent baker. Am I a good baker? No, because <laughs> you are really good at podcasts. Oh, I'm good, at, I'm, I'm good at other things. We all have our things, don't we? Um, when you sleep over at Grandma and Papa's house, where do you sleep? With my grandma's in her bed. And then do you kick uh, Grandpa, Papa downstairs into the other room? No. No? no. Where does he sleep? On the couch. On the couch. That's so sweet. And what about what's special about Granddad? When you go to Granddad's house or his apartment, I mean, what do you what does he have for you there? He got secret candy. He got chocolates. He he got food snacks and and everything. And he has them in a special tin, and you know where that tin is, don't you? Yes, it's in my Granddad's cupboard. Oh my gosh! So Avery, how much do you love your grandparents? A lot. Like a hundred. Yes, and my granddy, she, um, she, she loved me. Um, she, she lo- loved me so much. Now, she, 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 she's not here anymore because she's in, 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 in heaven. Yeah, she died, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, but she, you're right. She loves you still in your heart, right? Yes. Yep, Avery is correct, Amundo. Grandparents are a gift. I think it's it's truly a relationship and unlike any other, I think. And on Kathy's podcast, she asked me what kind of a relationship Avery has with her grandparents. And I told her that Avery and her grandma and papa and her granddad are they are toit. And we talked about how Avery's grandparents treat her pretty much the same as they treat her sibling. And I mean, they don't baby her. They don't let her get away with things just because she's disabled, because they know what she's capable of doing and they hold her to it. So 
after playtime, if she makes a mess, they ask her to clean it up because they know that she is able to. And they let her help around the house with chores and making pancakes, making her bed and all of it because they know that she can do much more than people give her credit for. And um, we also talked about the fact that whatever the grandparents do for our son, they do the same for her if it's you know, relevant. So I gave Kathy an example of them putting away money for um, education and they put away money for Sebastian's university. And they also put money into an education fund for her because assuming like, oh, well, like, why would she need to save for college? You know, she's not going to do that. Um, No, we do not put limits on what our kids will or will not do one day because uh, the sky's the limit. And all of that. Um, yeah, I think the advice offered to grandparents is the same I would give to any to anyone, like a friend or a family member who wants to support a family who is experiencing disability. I read that somewhere, experiencing disability. I don't know. Is that a right thing to say? I'm leaving it. Here are five concrete actions that loved ones can take when they want to help support families who are raising kids in profound circumstances. Okie doke, in no particular order. Number one, definitely, if you can, offer physical support. That could come in the way of helping run some errands, helping with everyday basics like making or dropping off food. That's always a good one. Or doing some cleaning if necessary. It's definitely necessary at my house right now. Why? Do I have an orange ring around my toilet? Don't answer that. That just means I need to get to cleaning. Um, Helping with uh, childcare with other siblings. Like I was never one to say no if someone offered to take Sebastian to the park for a little bit. That was always a good one. So whatever the family needs and is willing to accept, if it's in your power, then, you know, do it. Number two, emotional support is equally as important. But if anything... I would just, I would suggest listening at first. Like, don't try to be a fixer. I always struggle with that. I'm always trying to come up with a solution. Like, have you thought of, maybe you could try and like just settle down, Lisa. Honestly, I need to learn to listen. But sometimes all that's really necessary is they just, we, they, us would just like an ear to listen or a shoulder to lean on because uh, we're just looking for a safe harbor you know? Number three, research is a biggie. There was so much unknown about Avery's syndrome when she was a baby. I spent, oh God, countless hours on the internet looking for information. And I remember feeling completely overwhelmed by it. And, uh, you know, now and again, I still pop into some of the Facebook groups and um, I'm always pleasantly surprised to see grandparents and other families in there just asking questions and looking for information about their child's or grandchild's or friend's child's diagnosis. So yeah, if you can support, um, not support, if you can join um, support or medical chat groups for whatever particular disability, um, do it because, uh, well, first of all, too, make sure it's okay with the parents beforehand because they may not want you to. But if you can and you can find any useful information, just forward it to them and then simply let them uh, decide what to do with it. And while you're in there, take the opportunity to chat with other family members who are in your situation. 
you can definitely benefit from support as well. Number four, maybe if you're up for the task, uh, learn to do some of the technical things if that is something that the parents are okay with, because complex medical kiddos often have additional needs that you might be able to help with. So maybe you could learn how to do a G-tube feed, or you could take a St. John's ambulance course and learn the Heimlich or infant CPR, or you could take an online sign language course, or you could even have the parent teach you how to administer meds or whatever, whatever's needed. Because as a parent, having family members and friends who are able to sort of step up and we are able to leave Avery with them overnight just for, or just for a quick hour while, while I'm at an appointment or something, it is, it's a game changer because knowing that they know what to do and feeling 100% confident in their abilities. I actually think that some of them are even more attentive than we are. (laughs) It means the world. Number five, and finally, try to remember your fun and silly friend. Because just because your friend or your family member is navigating the world of disability parenting, it doesn't mean that they're suddenly a different person or like serious all the time. God, no. They still love a dirty joke. They still enjoy going to the movies or out for a pint on a patio. They love a girl's night out or a weekend up at the cottage. And yeah, sometimes we have to say no, but it is still really nice to be asked. So never assume we won't be able to come. And even if we can't, it's just nice to be asked. I talk a lot about inclusion, and I usually mean that in terms of our children, but it definitely extends to uh, disability parents, right? (sighs) When Avery was little and she was in and out of the hospital quite a bit, I had this one girlfriend, spoiler alert, we're no longer friends, um, invite me out for dinner. And now this is a friend I've known my entire life, like since we were 10 years old. So when I said I couldn't go out for dinner, she let out this heavy sigh and she was like, oh, seriously, you used to be fun. <laughs> really? She clearly did not get it. So that was, um, that was painful. <laughs> anyway, friendships, maintaining them um, and letting them grow or whatever the hell I'm trying to say. When you're in the trenches of parenting in general, not to mention the added stress Um, and responsibility of disability parenting. Friendships can be, mm, it can be tricky and um, a bit frustrating. So just keep in mind that when your friend or your family member who is struggling to sleep through the night or is stressed out and worried beyond belief, or is just bloody overwhelmed with all the medical jargon and the learning the ropes, and just remember that they might be a titch stressed, but they are still fun deep down under all of it, they are still the same person. So in the words of Adele, go easy. God, how much do we love Adele? Her new song is everything, isn't it? Anyway, um, I could do a whole episode on maintaining relationships and friendships, etc. whilst settling into your new parenting role, but I don't have the energy for that right now. So in short, just be patient and compassionate and just don't be a jerk. So there you go. An entire episode in six seconds right there. Okay, that is all I have 
for this episode. And uh, thank you again to Kathy for including A Very Bright Life on her podcast and for being one hell of a hype girl. And thank you to my beautiful, big-hearted friends, amazing family, and incredible grandparents. I I just love my village. And uh, I mean, I suppose we could do this without you if we had to, but I certainly would not want to. Not for one second. <sighs> Thank you for tuning in to our 30th episode. We really, really appreciate the feedback, the comments, the shares and the likes and the subscribes. And if I'm putting on my please, like you see my face right now, all scrunched up. If you have a second to leave us five stars um, or to leave us a written review about this podcast, we would really appreciate it so, so much. I'm not being needy. It's not like a validation thing or a fluff my feathers kind of thing. It's about trying to figure out this podcast algorithm because it seems like the more likes and subscribes and particularly the reviews, the written thingies a podcast has, the more likely the podcast gods are to share the podcast with a wider audience. And we want that because then we're able to reach more families. And that is the end game here, the actual goal, you know, and maybe also to get a sponsor. (laughs) Alrighty. Let's end on this super sweet note, okay? Here is my favorite girl. What is a cat's favorite color? Hmm, what is a cat's favorite color? Purple. That is my also favorite color. That's also your favorite color, purple? Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Your support means so much to us. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast and for leaving us comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. We are just thrilled to see this bright, beautiful community growing in this way. And if you know somebody who you think might enjoy this podcast, perhaps a disability family or just somebody who likes to chat, please send them our way. And if you'd like to leave us a comment or if you have questions or topic suggestions, you can leave us a comment on our podcast page on our website, which is linked in the show notes. Or if you want to get super fancy, you can leave us an audio message on the Anchor app. I know, it's super cool. Okay, thanks again for listening and we will talk to you soon.
a different person. Or, oops, I just farted. 